What do you do? Four words. So simple. So common. And so messed up. What do I mean by messed up? I mean, it's such a wonderful opportunity to connect as an entrepreneur, as an artist, as an innovator, as a coach, as a therapist, as a healer, as an author, as a speaker. Such a wonderful opening to let people feel your heart, feel your fire, feel your passion. What do you do? I ask this question of everybody I do hard shots with. I'm a portrait photographer for those of you that don't know and I have a unique process called heart shots. That's the headshot killer. It's the opposite of headshots because nobody wants to be in your head. They, you know, half the time you don't want to be in your head. All people want to do is feel the real you and the real you is your heart you. So I ask people, what do you do? Some of these people I've known for decades and I still ask. Because what I've come to realize is all that matters about your communication is not what you say about what you do, but what two degrees of separation is being said about that question. Almost every shoot. I'll talk to my partner, Jen, and she'll be like, how was your shoot? And I say, oh, it was great. Who did you shoot? And she loves asking that question because I think I shoot so many fascinating humans. And I have to, in a sentence, summarize what that person does. <laughs> and so I've got into the habit of like, just trying to recall in the most basic language what that person does. And sometimes I can do it really clearly and sometimes it's convoluted or it's generic. And so, you know, I asked a woman the other week, lovely woman, just feel her passion you can feel how ready she was to contribute in this world and I asked her what she does and she answered she's a, she's a coach you know she's an author and she answered I help people tackle fear I can feel the resistance in her answering that. And the truth is she's a little newer to the coaching game and a little newer to the author game. And as we kept talking, she shared a little bit more about herself. And I was just blown away by how she shows up in this world. She's telling me about her backstory around coming to this country as an immigrant, coming with four children, getting cancer, getting very sick, having her husband leave her, and not knowing what to do, not having resources, having the funds 
to, to get the best healers and the best coaches, but having the resourcefulness and tenacity to know that there's value in those things. So she went to the courses and read the books and learned how to heal herself. Yes, she did the chemotherapy, but she just put this seedling of a concept in her own brain that I will not lose my hair. I will not get sick. That's a belief and I refuse to believe it. And she didn't through chemotherapy and she survived. And I was just like, wow. She told me a story about coaching a group of immigrant women, Afghan women who were pregnant and providing them guidance and insight and support around all of the things that come up for anybody, but also especially immigrants to this country who have a different culture that need to, you know, get used to. And she was coaching them through the things that come up in that very delicate moment of their lives, of their families' lives. And I'm listening to her, and I asked her again, what do you do? And she again reluctantly said those same group of words that she'd said before that felt so generic. In my head, I'm like, if I had to go say this to someone else who just happened to be your target audience, And I told them, hey, I met this lovely lady who helps people, you know, get over fear. They would have been like, great, that's awesome. Everyone needs that. Let's talk about something else. And I come to realize if your offering is something that everyone would be obviously, yeah, that sounds good, then you're in trouble. You need an offering that's so specific that somebody will say no, but the right person will say, fuck yes. And so if I met an immigrant woman who was at that point in their pregnancy or had a family already, they were going through some challenges and they needed some support, I could now say, I know the right person. If her answer to me was, when I asked, what do you do? She said, I help immigrant mothers and immigrant new families navigate through all of the challenges that come up and are amplified as newcomers to this country when you're having a new family. That's so crystal clear in my head. The words aren't fancy. The words aren't articulate and well-crafted, but the message is there. She helps immigrant families that are new families. Boom. What do you do? Say it to somebody and ask them to repeat it in an hour and see how much they remember. Our heads convoluted with fancy words, many syllables, poetic, powerful, forgetful, super forgetful. It's not about fanciness. It's about does the message continue to live on after you with your passion and your strategy and your perfectly crafted sentences are no longer there to hold the hand of the story. Will your story cower away or will it 
progress forward without you there? What do you do? Can you answer that in one sentence? Basic English. To the point where somebody else who just met you can repeat different words, same message. Heart to Mouth Podcast, episode 160. I love y'all. We'll see you tomorrow.